This podcast is an RPPFM production. The following episode contains some coarse language and descriptions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, everyone, to I Think My Fridge is Haunted. Hi, Ooh. I'm Gemma. I'm Esther. Welcome back. Hi, Jill. How's your week going? Uh, it's going really well. So this week we launched the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everyone, thank you so much for actually listening to it. We had some listeners from England. Um, a lot from the peninsula. Some A lot of performers listened to it. Yeah. A lot of our friends a lot and of, their friends. Yes. Yeah. A lot of drag queens, a lot of burlesque artists. Aww. Yeah, it's very <laughs> exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're on iTunes. We're I felt iTunes. famous next to my heroes. I was just, I just felt so professional Same. when we saw our logo on Spotify for that first time. I know. And I was like, we've made it. I'm like, people are going to start recognizing us, our voices in the street. They're like, what is that really tangy? Bogan How accent do I recognize the- that annoying voice? I think I've heard that one before. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Big shout out to everyone. We got any housekeeping? Yes. Okay. Housekeeping. Um, last week, I mispronounced a certain dessert called the cock and bush it's it, it actually it's crock and bush and i'm not going to say the french um pronunciation because i'll sound like a dickhead was it croak and bush it's like cro- oh, no nah. I've, I've never heard it pronounced no so many well i've heard it pronounced but i can't i've seen the word online because <laughs> oh. i looked up what is it yeah I, I typed in cock in bush <laughs> and <laughs> And I got a few results that I wasn't prepared for, but um, it translates to, which I just love, crusty in the mouth. Oh, I thought it was crunchy in the mouth. It could be crunchy in the... I like crusty in the mouth. Gross. Oh, gross. So bad. But it it looks delicious, but the yeah, descri- it looks if really I said... Good. And it wasn't what I thought it was. It was like... It, I thought it was profiteroles with the chocolate, but it was like little glazed, almost like donut cakes. Well, that's, I think, how I explained it. I was like, it's just like some deep fried balls in a tower with um like honey drizzled over it yeah or like that spun sugar it was very posh very posh but um yeah the the crock and bush crusty in the mouth um i would love to order that at a restaurant excuse me waiter i would like the cock and bush the crusty thing in my mouth please yeah well that that's it guys it's it's not how I s- described it. All right. Well, if we ever um, get big enough that we have to have some sort of a celebration. A bake sale. Like, ooh, 100 listens. Let's have, have a 100 crock and bushes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of the finest quality. Of the finest balls. Of the finest crunch. <laughs> Crust. Crust. <laughs> Do you have housekeeping? I do. I had some feedback from the Ooh. three and a half episodes that we launched. The three listeners. Hi, mum. Yeah. Cassie says, oh, this was an interesting one. Um, she says that the story of Alice and Botha was actually an urban legend when she was growing up in Cape Town. Wow. But in the legend that she heard, um, she didn't actually know the name of the woman. It was just kind of like the woman that mm. got her throat slit. And had to hold her head up. And in her version, uh, Alison drove herself to the hospital. Yeah, right. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, Also, Sarah from the UK wants us to talk about black-eyed children and and skinwalkers. Yes. Because they are, quote, freaky as hell. Cheers, dude. They are on the list. Skinwalker, yeah, the Skinwalker Ranch. That's I've, on our list. I've got Stardust Ranch on mine. That's my absolute favorite. Okay, you do Stardust. You I'll do, do Skinwalker. Skin All right. And Jess says, we talk a lot of crap. Oh, great. Thanks, sis. Oh, that's your sister? <laughs> yeah. Well, my sister Bella said that she listens to it as she falls asleep and it gives her like 
weird messed up dreams because it's my voice sending her to sleep and we both sound identical uh actually it's interesting you say that because my sister's boyfriend was listening to it in the car and he said i can't listen to it because you sound so much like your sister yeah that's really weird yeah we've got twin esophaguses yeah (laughs) uh well thanks everyone for listening it's a massive compliment uh, yeah, I hate my voice. So That's three people right there this, that, gave us, that gave us feedback. Three whole people. Three awesome. whole people, not even a quarter person. A whole person. Hmm. So that's a massive compliment. All right, are we going to do our Ooh, facts from the freezer? Facts from the freezer. Yes. Let's get spooky. Shall I go first? Yes. Okay. There are over 250 bodies on Mount Everest, making it the world's largest open-air graveyard. Ooh, a big death hill. Death hill. Death mountain. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. I, I already knew that fact. I'm sorry. Oh, really? I did. Look, I didn't know there was, what, 200 and something? It is over 250. Jeez I think it's hard Louise. to really know exact, but, you know, they're just, apparently they're just there. And yeah, because the people can't bring them a, down. No, yeah, it's too dangerous. They use them as markers and stuff, they don't do. they? Exactly. Yeah, you can you can Google the photos, but they're I like... I just find it so interesting. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine the layers... Imagine if there's layers of like bodies or snow, but like it's like a tree, like it's like rings in the mountain and within the rings there's bodies from all the years of people dying. Like an onion. Like an onion. Bodies. Yeah, like when you cut up an apple and you can see if there's been a worm inside the apple and you cut half the worm. If you cut half the mountain it's exactly inside, like you'd get little half bodies because mm-hmm. there's like layers. Do you know what I'm saying? You've been on that weed cake again? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mum. <laughs> Thanks, dad. <laughs> he bakes it for me. <laughs> okay, my fact. Yep. This one's a bit crazy. I don't actually know if I believe it, but I want to. Back in the 1960s, the skeletons in the Pirate of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland were real. Sweet! At the time, they thought that the fake skeletons didn't look scary enough, so they contacted the UCLA medical department and bought loads of skeletons that were usually used in anatomy classrooms. As time went on, fake skeletons started to look more convincing. Disney claims that they that they gave the real skeletons proper burials, but many speculate that there could be at least a couple of real ones left on the ride. Ooh, wow. Disney Nazi. I don't trust Disney no. for a second to Is give those really skeletons. Is he really frozen? Uh, well. <laughs> I reckon he probably could, but there's a conspiracy about that because if you if, if you Google Disney Frozen, oh, you get the movie. That's right. And some people think that that's why that's the movie cover-up. was made because it's kind of like deflecting you in a different location. Mm. So people are not so much thinking about him being frozen. I look. I I, I think wouldn't be surprised if he was defrosted. He'd probably be pretty disappointed with today's entertainment. Yeah, I think if he was dis- um, you know, defrosted, I think he'd probably be pretty, pretty disappointed in the Me Too movement, among other things. Oh, like, true. You know, respect true. levels now. <laughs> Women with rights? I don't know if he was sexist, but I'm guessing he I was. I think he was all the things. <laughs> yeah. No, I just think he'd like be like, now let's see what Mickey's up to these days. And then there's so much Mickey Mouse porn on the internet. Yeah, I just don't trust Disney. I don't. But I, I saw Maleficent over Halloween, actually. Oh, was it good? I loved it. She's a beautiful lady. So beautiful. And because I was trying to watch like Halloween movies over Halloween. And I watched the movie Christine as well. Mm. The old Stephen King yes, one. Which was love. great. But yeah, I really, I really like Maleficent. I kind of hated myself for it. Oh, no, I, I, I like that movie. I don't like um, any of the other Disney movies, but I like that one. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Well, that's a cool fact. Yeah, guys. Um, Disneyland's full of dead people. Book it. Book it. Tour now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
Let's get on with some spooky ooky stories. Let's get some spooky stories happening. So here's my story. It's not so much of a spooky, it's kind of got an eerie undertone, but I find that it's more of a kind of an interesting historical kind of thing. I love your historical stories. I love historical stuff. I really do. Okay, let me me start with a quote from Arthur Conan Doyle from... He's writing The Sign of Four. The day had been a dreary one, and a dense fog lay low upon the great city. Mud-coloured clouds hung over the muddy streets. I like the use of the word mud twice. Hmm. Uh, Anyway, have you ever heard of the killer fog? Oh, only it just reminds me of Stephen King. The mist. Oh, the the the, the mist the or mist? the there's the mist and the fog. The John Carpenterville. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this this is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Cool. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, let's let's go. So, also known as a black fog or a pea soup fog, these are characterized by a thick, dirty looking looking fog caused by air pollution, often containing soot and the poisonous gas sulfur dioxide. Jeez. So it's kind of, is that like acid rain? It's kind of like acid fog, to be honest. (laughs) So London has often had these intense spells of thick fog for hundreds of years. And even as early as 1818, the term city fog was used to describe this nasty smog over the city. Later in the 19th century, the constant use of substandard or dirty coal was blamed for causing this fog, which damaged buildings, ruined clothes drying outside, and hindered the growth of plants due to the lack of sunlight. So they used to Jesus. get these fogs that were just literally so thick that they they just stopped life in the city you know when even a a tree or a plant Mm. can't get sunlight and it dies it was literally killing the city that's so upsetting yeah furthermore a deadly increase of respiratory diseases such as bronchitis and pleurisy was becoming obvious among the london population in 1834 theodore edward hook wrote on the occasion of which i am now to speak There was anything but gaiety and mirth. It was a wretched morning. There fell a mizzling rain through the pea soup atmosphere of London, which chilled every living thing, while a sort of smoky, misty, foggy vapour hovering over the ground made darkness only visible. Damn. It's full on as our it? poor environment. I know, and like the earth has been dealing with this shit for year, hundreds of years. It's so upsetting. Yeah, sorry, Earth. Yeah, and you know we see like these old movies of the London fog and that kind of thing, and we think it's kind of like a, a natural thing that happens. Mm. But I think if it's in these big industrial cities, yeah. there's so much more in the fog than just a, a mist. It, this is not a white thick mist. This is a yellow, yeah, brown. Nuts. Thick, nasty material. Yeah, so bad for you. And I love the use of the word mizzling rain. I like pea soup. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the grossest description to me. But it is like, you can imagine it, can't you? Like that kind of vomit colored fog. Yeah, it's feral. (laughs) Just horrendous. Okay, gross, gross, gross. In 1852, from a passage of Bleak House by Charles Dickens, and I love this because the character's name is Esther. Oh, girl, here we go. Shout out to me. <laughs> she arrives in London, and I'm seeing you in this fabulous mm, Victorian this ravishing clothing. dress. Oh, I thought you were... I'm, I'm kind of envisioning, envisioning you as kind of like more of a... Like a sex Not worker. a peasant, but kind of more like, hello, my lord, I'm here for the... I'm a pirate. Role. Oh, yeah, no, I'm like, do you have some buttons? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have some oatmeal for an old girl? (laughs) I need to feed me five cats. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. So that's a nice visual. 
That's me now, actually. Oh, that's amazing. So the, so the character Esther arrives in London and inquires as to whether there was a great fire anywhere, for the streets were so full of dense brown smoke. Is there a great fire anywhere? For the streets are so full of, of smoke. <laughs> oh, sh- wait, I just ripped my headphones out from enthusiasm. <laughs> The streets were so full of dense brown smoke that scarcely anything was to be seen. She is told, oh no, miss, this is a London particular. Ooh, sexy. Which Esther has never heard of. A fog, miss, (laughs) says the young gentleman. Are you you flirting with me? (laughs) Is fog code for something else? No, it's just really freaking foggy. <laughs> but in 1952, the London particular turned into something more dangerous than ever. And from Friday the 5th of December to Tuesday the 9th of December, the population was held captive by its torturous grip. Jeez Louise. It had been extremely cold in early December and... And it, also the air had been very, very still. So there was no wind whatsoever. Yuck. It would just be like what I imagine, like breathing in everyone's breath for a week. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, have you been to this? not far off. No, it's just, have you been to the city on Boxing Day? It smells like a fart. Like the air is, it just smells of human stink. What? Because it's hot? No, or? because everyone just like goes to the... I used to work in Pitt Street in Sydney. In, yeah. In um, Pitt Street, the Strand... The, the arcade. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, Fancy yeah. arcade. Yeah. And um, on Boxing Day, it stunk so much of human fart because so many people are in such a small space. And they'd eaten so much. No, it was just, it was a Boxing Day sale. So people were going crazy to buy stuff and there was like hundreds of people and the whole place stunk of like breath and fart. And they'd eaten loads of roasted onions at their mum's house yeah, the day the, before. Yeah, the day after Christmas. So they're stinky, they're sweaty. It's hung summer. Hungover. Hungover. Um, angry because I need to- off. Yeah. I'd imagine that would be what it would smell like in London back well, in the day. I don't frequent the city on Boxing Day. I usually tend to stick to- um, just my house yeah, or my parents' totally. house and just kind of like drink loads Hide. of champagne. Yes. Um, but that's an interesting observation, it's Miss Esther. Legit. Legit. I cracked it because I, I worked on Boxing Day and I was so angry at people and I was on the counter at JB Hi-Fi. I'm just still being like, imagining you in like it stinks. housemaid costume from, <laughs> from Victorian times cracking it. <laughs> And what would you say in her accent? Victorian Esther. Oh, Victorian Esther. What? If I worked at JB Hi-Fi in, and, and back in that. And it just stunk. <sighs> Close your buttholes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd say something a bit more rude, but we're in a community radio station. so <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. So 1952, we've got this awful, awful fog. Mm-hmm. It's horrid. It had been extremely cold in early December and windless conditions had caused airborne pollution to collect over the city in a thick layer of smog. The type of coal available to regular people at this time was of quite low quality because higher grade coal was being kept separate for export. Mm. Anyway, it had been so cold this December, people were trying to keep their homes warm, but weather conditions created a perfect environment for a dangerous, poisonous fog to form. I wish there were photos of this. There are. There's loads. What year is this from, though? 1952. The 50s? Yeah. The 50s? Were you not listening, girl? I it was 1800s. No, no, no. They, oh. had, they had these pea soup fog, fogs, like, intermittently throughout the ages, yeah. but the really big one was in 1952. God, I'm way off. I'm thinking <clears throat> 200 years ago. All right. So um, the fog became trapped under a layer of warm air above the city caused by something called an anti-cyclone. Wow. Which causes wind to blow from areas of high pressure to areas of low pressure. Google tells me it's a weather system with high barometric pressure. Oh, my God. I have to start again. A weather system with high barometric 
pressure at its center around which air slowly circulates and anticyclones are associated with calm fine weather so it's literally like perfect conditions for this my ibs does the exact same thing Uh uh-huh yeah kind of circulates into itself into like its own sort of cyclone into a pea soup fog (laughs) (laughs) yeah when i'm real stressed or i've eaten like um what's my trigger food bread cheese everything good chocolate bread and cheese yeah or or like just high anxiety do you get it when you have like things like onions and apples like fructose (laughs) i constantly have it oh really so literally nothing yeah no i just always have helps yeah oh that sucks yeah dude turn it into a joke (laughs) haha all right so (laughs) let's just envision this pea soup fog as basically being esther's bowels (laughs) i have no shame i don't care (laughs) everyone knows Uh, Here are some figures of what was being emitted each day during the fog of 1952. 1,000 tonnes of smoke particles, 140 tonnes of hydrochloric acid, 14 tonnes of fluoride compounds, 370 tonnes of sulphur dioxide. In addition to the coal burning, we have pollution coming from industry as well. So we've got factories and transport, steam locomotives, diesel-fueled buses, and car exhaust fumes. So the people are just trapped in this awful, awful situation. And we're talking about you looking out the window and all you can see is just fog. I wonder if it stained buildings and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they even said some some of the stuff that I read, there was even kind of like a black sludge on like the oh, on the pavement, out. and people were like, you know, you you could sort yeah. of run your finger over a window and it would come off. Jesus, imagine their lungs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this yeah, people were dying. Yeah, lung cancer. One man said in the Guardian newspaper that he remembered trying to get home from football practice. He and his friend caught the train as usual, but it had to terminate early due to the fog. They had to walk from Hammersmith to Southall, which is eight miles or 12 kilometers. They followed the trolley bus wires above, which they could see reflected from the streetlights. So luckily they had something to follow because they couldn't see what was in front of them. And he said, so slowly we trudged home, coughing and spluttering along the high road through Chiswick and Kew to Brentford Half Acre. Having left Hammersmith at about 6pm, I arrived arrived home in Southall at midnight, my face and hands covered in black soot. Oh, the poor animals. Mm -hmm. And I find this quite interesting, this next part. My father, a chimney sweep at the time, laughed at my appearance, for I looked as he used to after a day's work. Mm. But there was the rub, he says. He recognised that his family trade was on its last legs. Our family had been London sweeps since early Victorian times. He could see this smog and the national reaction to burning smoky mm. coal for heating was the death knell for his trade. Well, I'm sorry, but good. Yeah, exactly. It's like the racing industry. Yeah, yeah. You're going to lose your job, but, you know. It's got to evolve to something else. Yeah. Uh, By 1957, he had stopped sweeping and took up a news agency. Okay, that's healthier. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. That's a a good job. Yeah. And he said, I experienced other smogs later in my early life in Birmingham and Glasgow, but none were as long-lasting and as debilitating as that 1952 December London fog. Jesus. Now, the burning of coal had been an issue in London for many centuries and was even banned in 1272 by King Edward I. The ban obviously didn't last because the issue came up again in the 17th century. A man named John Evelyn, who was an advisor to King Charles II, wrote a pamphlet. I'm a big fan of the 17th century pamphlet. <laughs> if, if I was there now, I'd be writing pamphlets all Just the time. Just do it now. It's 2019. A podcast a is kind of like a pamphlet. For your ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his pamphlet was called... Okay, hang on. Okay. Fumifugium. Jesus. Or 
The Inconvenience of the Air. Wow, that's very emo. And Smoke of London Dissipated. I wouldn't read this. (laughs) (laughs) So he published this in 1661 and claimed that coal killed many people having a kind of virulent or arsenical vapour arising from it, which he was right. Yeah, totally. I mean, arsenic, arsenical, uh, arsenic poison. Yeah, for sure. It's literally... This guy's hit it on the head. Yeah. And this is like 400 years ago. This guy could see what was going on. How frustrating for him. Uh, He made a suggestion to relocate industry out of the city and to plant huge gardens filled with odiferous flowers to tinge the air and And mine in oxygen. Like this guy has, he's from the future. I know he's ahead of his time. Uh, And the, the, the flowers would mask the smell of the fog, which by the way, apparently smelled like rotten eggs. Which, which is common in hauntings and demonic possession. Exactly. The sulfur, isn't it? Totally. Because I think I said before that some kind of sulfur was sulfur dioxide. 370 tons of sulfur dioxide in this particular fog. Wow. Have you ever smelt like sulfur? No, I don't think so. I've smelled it a few times at my work. What, in what situation would you smell sulfur? Like haunting, like haunted, like ghosts oh, right. and stuff. I was thinking kind of like what, like would I have to go to like a volcano or something? <laughs> yeah, on the peninsula. <laughs> no, but legit, it's like rotting eggs. I mean, I could have just been smelling rotting eggs in the walls or something. It, is there a, um, talk of a haunting at your work? Oh, yeah. What? It's an old winery. Oh, right. Okay. People see two ghosts all the time. Right. An old lady and a man. Hmm. But... Yeah, there's one part of the area. I'm not going to name where I work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's one particular area of the building that always smells like rotting eggs. And is it somewhere that they would have worked, like a kitchen or like a stable or something like that? um, Well, when the building was being built, one of the painters actually died. He fell off his ladder and died. Oh, that's horrid. So on this particular level of the building is where it smells. Wow. But he apparently he's like a really nice ghost. He's just like a average guy. So I don't know why it would be smelling like sulfur because people usually associate that yeah. with like Yeah. Like isn't that more like and stuff? Dem- demonic hauntings and infestations? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And you don't have chickens on No. Around there? No, no, no. I wish we did. I was thinking about it the other day. It'd be great. That'd be awesome. Love chickens. <laughs> Um, Okay, so the fog made daily life almost impossible for the people of London. Bustle... Bustles. Mm. (laughs) Buses, flights and train services were stopped and people described not being able to see the hoods of their own cars while driving. Crazy. And some people just got out of their cars and just abandoned their cars and walked uh, because they just couldn't see anything that was in front of them. Bike riders had to walk their bikes, and I read one account of a mum wearing high heels so that her kids could hear her footsteps. Another account I read said that my mother tells me of how she walked into a street lamp that was lit, but she just couldn't see it. <laughs> to me, that's just so, so it's so funny. Good, it just it this literally just blocked out any sunlight or any light. It's just, it really shows how crazy it is. I know this is how thick it was. Uh, But criminals took advantage of this because uh, pickpocketing and burglaries increased because the criminals could just take your stuff and just run into the fog and there's nothing you could do because you couldn't see them. Yeah, they could just step like two metres to your side and you're like, where'd they go? Exactly. It's like having a blindfold on. It'd be perfect, perfect time to, to take up a criminal career. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Uh, Another woman remembers, I was 10 years old. Most people heated their homes with dirty coal and did not realize they were contributing to the deaths that resulted. Jesus. I remember walking to school with a woolen scarf wrapped tightly around my mouth and nose, feeling our way along the hedgerows, holding hands to not get lost. The black soot on the scarf when I took it off at school. 
Nationally, however, the newspapers in 1952 were all caught up with another killer that was also in London, uh, and that was serial killer John Reginald Christie, which we now know as the Rillington Place Strangler, which is a whole other story that I'd like to say I'd go into in uh, a future episode, but to be honest, he is so unpleasant. No, let's do it. Like, he's horrid. Like, remember when we did Mary Vincent, the way that you felt about, uh, about her attacker? About Lawrence Singleton. Lawrence Singleton. Like, I want to strangle yeah, him myself. This is how I feel about Reginald Christie. He's just so horrid. He's just Did awful. he hurt animals? He, uh, yeah. Most likely. Um, he's just an awful, awful person. Yeah. Uh, so there's an author named Kate Dawson who mm-hmm. just a couple of years ago wrote a book about this time in London called Death in the Air, a true story of a serial killer, the great London smog and the strangling of a city. I actually love that name. Isn't it awesome? Because it's so eerie. Yeah. And because people were being strangled, not just by the smog, but by the serial killer yeah, as well. Crazy. The 1952 London smog led to the passage of the Clean Air Act 1956, which banned the use of coal for domestic fires in some urban areas. Good. During the smog, 4,000 deaths were recorded and a further 8,000 deaths followed as a result of the smog. Just crazy. Yeah. Undertakers began running out of coffins and florists ran out of flowers because so many people were dying of bronchitis and pneumonia. Mm. Have you had bronchitis? Yeah, years ago. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah, it's just unrelenting. Yeah. Yeah. The smog of 1952 was the 10th deadliest disaster in the UK going by death toll. Mm. And there have been other smogs since, but nothing like this one. And actually, I've just got one more Arthur Conan Doyle uh, quote before I finish off. Stand at the window here. Was ever such a dreary, dismal, unprofitable world? See how the yellow fog swirls down the street and drifts across the dun-coloured houses. Yuck. So that is the story of the 1952 Killer Fog. That was crazy. I actually had no idea. Cheers, dude. No idea this was a thing. I'd always heard about it, but I didn't know it was poisonous. I always just thought it was a really thick fog that used to happen. Uh, Just, you know, living in the UK as a kid, you know, your kids, uh, your kids, your your parents and your grandparents Mm. would say, oh, you know, in the 60s and the 50s, it was... The snow was seven feet deep in my day and things like that. And <laughs> Okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, the fog and blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, and I always just kind of thought it was just one of those things that fog would come. Yeah. I'd never actually knew That's that. That's called the night time, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That was crazy. Thank you. I'm glad that you... That's spooky. I can't wait to see photos. We'll post photos all over Instagram. Yeah, I've got a few. I'll send them to you. Sick one. Hi guys. All right. Um, I've got a weird, weird mix of tales for you today. Um, I don't know where I found the inspiration for this next topic, but (laughs) I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure I will. You always do good stories. Well, I hope so, girl. (laughs) This one is about people dating ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's a thing. It is a thing unfortunately but then again i'm not kink shaming so you know if that's your thing then go right ahead we don't judge we don't judge i i am obsessed with pennywise the clown like i think he is the hottest and i was i was like into him before the movie came out right you're an og not not um the the og og pennywise by tim curry no i i when i heard bill skarsgård was playing him yeah. I actually had a dream about it. Okay. <laughs> and and then I was like, oh, did I just have like this really beautiful dream about Bill Skarsgård with like 
a clown mask on his head. And then after the movie was released a year later, everyone's like, oh my God, Pennywise is so hot. I'm like, I thought of this first. I should be getting credit. (laughs) So I'm the OG crusher of Pennywise. Uh, You could be the only No, 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 no. There is like a worldwide Pennywise kink thing. Yep. Wow. Yep. So um, you guys know I've got IBS and I have a thing for a kid eating clown. So, you know, nothing's hidden anymore about my life. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get on with spectrophilia. Spectrophilia. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Sweet. It also means um, you get aroused by looking at yourself in the mirror. <gasps> uh, what, what, is this a little bit inspired by last week's case of Patty Donovan, who said that she was dating the spirit in the Ouija board? Oh, like she called him her boyfriend. I was already um, writing it when you said that. And if you listen to that episode, I freak out because you you say that she's and I'm like, oh, it's going to lead to my next thing. That's so cool, isn't it? That's so weird. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, this tale is a bit weird. Multiple tales with celebrities. Spectrophilia. Sweet. Yeah. Which translates to having a sexual attraction to ghosts or sexual arousal to images in mirrors. And I did a little question mark because like... Any image? Well, I guess it's yours if you're looking in a mirror. Okay. I don't know if it's it's a reflection of like a bathroom or something then. It, True. I, I'm guessing this is for people who like putting mirrors on their ceilings and stuff above their beds. <gasps> yeah. Potentially. Okay. Right. Rather than sort of like, you know, just going through an mirror. antique store and being like, oh, hello. I like this mirror. It's very curvy. Yeah. No, or I think that it's like. That I can see in the mirror behind my shoulder. Yeah. Not, not like a public bathroom. One of those fogged out mirrors you get that are really just like stainless steel that's been buffed really buffed. well. Yeah. No, I think you have to see someone in the mirror. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, as well as having sexual encounters between ghosts and humans. That that's spectrophilia. Cool. Okay. Fed up with mortal men. <laughs> <laughs> well, have sex with a ghost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, just give dating a bit of a rest. Either one. <laughs> as we draw closer to the end of a year... And the, and the curtain between the mortal realm and the spirit world grows thinner, we shouldn't be too surprised to see an increase of reports of ladies having sexy times with ghosts. Exclamation mark. And men? Yeah. Well, actually, um, according to the internet, it is quite hard to find queer relationships in spectrophilia. Really? Yes, legit. There are people that actually put out like wanted ads being like, I'm looking for a female ghost. I'm a female human. Um, I hadn't found any gay relationships in spectrophilia. It's it's usually women having sex with male ghosts. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it is. it, It is interesting. Like I want, you know, I don't know. Hmm. It's a bit weird to me. Um, sex with the paranormal has been a subject of fascination for centuries across many cultures, ranging from love from lore, such as the Japanese vampire Yuki Ona, who kills men after she sleeps with them, to a Grecian shapeshifter named Lamia, who lures and murders men, as well as the iconic Lilith, who I think we all know, who has sex with men in order to give birth to demons, which I think is pretty cool. That's bad ass are you okay yeah my microphone's attacking you getting into the mode (laughs) with my story it's going up in other cases (laughs) this spooky fascination with sexy ghosts has unsurprisingly made its way to current times Mm -hmm. there are many stories about people hooking up with ghosts including kesha the celebrity i was hoping you would talk about kesha yeah i've got Mm. a few celebrities that have hooked up with ghosts it's really weird and I think Kesha is like pre-S. It's back when she had the dollar sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name. Yeah, it's yeah. back when I think she was just like getting her groove on. Because she was, she later you'll hear, but she describes where she living as a 
slop pad or something really slop pad wait mm-hmm. i'm gonna speed forward no no just just take your time we will get there yeah but i'll forget what type of house she, it's weird it's like a, <laughs> a flop pad or something she described flop house flop house potentially <laughs> i don't know it's weird we'll get there we'll get there jason hawes founder of the atlantic paranormal society and cast member of series ghost hunters yikes yep states quote through history, there have been people who claim to have consensual sexual intercourse with human spirits, as well as many that claim to have been forced into sexual intercourse by an entity. This is usually called spectrophilia. Mm, mm-hmm. Creepy. Right. Now to the cases. Okay. These are the fun ones. Cool. Let's get buckled in, people. In 2017, a lady named Sean Jameson told the son that she had been sleeping with a handsome ghost in a Walsh cottage just after breaking up with her ex. This is her quote. During the lovemaking, I sensed all kinds of things about him. (laughs) His name was Robert, and he lived over a hundred years ago. His body was soft and light. Even when he moved on top of me, pressing down, he felt almost weightless. It was very strange, (laughs) but the sex was amazing. (laughs) Thanks, Sean. Next lady. This one's actually quite well known. This chick popped up everywhere and she's a bit annoying. Right. Her name was Amethyst Realm, which to me is like, (laughs) of course it is. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) of course it is. Yeah. Okay. Amethyst Realm appeared on a British TV show called This Morning, saying after having frequent sexual encounters with ghosts at her house, she hasn't slept with a living person since. Good one, Amethyst. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this lifestyle or as i Hang like on, to so, so she does she just do the media sort of circuit now yeah she's just going around to like anyone who would have her it's like those magazines you get you see in like your grandparents house that have like quizzes and puzzles and then it's like Very my dad was a serial killer yeah my baby fell in the toilet like just crap like this is she just is like She's just doing that, so that tabloid circuit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. So Amethyst is getting the rounds. I'm going to look her up on Instagram, Amethyst Realm. I don't don't know if she'd have Instagram, but she's all over Google. A lot of the media photos I've seen. She has tie-dye shirts with kind of like pentagrams on them. Not pentagrams, but just like long tie-dye dresses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so going to Google her really quick as soon as we get out of here. No, do it, do it. She's good. Uh, She'll (laughs) be on Instagram. (laughs) She said, this lifestyle or death style, that that was thrown in by me, not Amethyst, started 10 years ago. Amethyst quotes, we had, wait, was no, this is a different voice for Amethyst. We had sex everywhere, but always within the building. I've got no interest in men now. She is now engaged to a ghost. Right. Yep. So Amethyst has her priorities sorted. Celebrity cases. Here we go, girls. Buckle in. Sweet. Kesha's 2012 song, Supernatural, was written after she had a sexual encounter with a ghost after telling Ryan Seacrest on air. Mm-hmm. How does Kesha talk? Uh, like that? Um, see, Ke- Kesha's gone through kind of like a metamorphosis. So okay. she's like very sort of, pro- she's very sort of wisdom and earth now. So she's just like but Amethyst. She she might have been like Amethyst before. Okay. I lived in this flop house. That's it. A flop, flop house. house. Whatever that is. <laughs> At Rural Canyon. And there was this weird energy that lived there. It used to keep me up at night and wake me up. It progressed into this dark sexual spirit mm-hmm. yeah she told that to ryan seacrest and i could imagine him just being like well cool you know that's that's great kesha <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened <laughs> in 1999 lucy lou what lucy lou lucy lou hot lucy lou charlie's angels lucy lou really yes okay yeah girl i was like um excuse me (laughs) she reported to us weekly that one day she was having a nap and woke up mid-climax from a ghost let that sink in sometimes i wonder is it just a sex dream yeah exactly it could just be a dream yeah Uh, yeah yeah 
Yes, that's my theory. But, you know, there are people let let people dream. The movie Ghost, starring Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore, yeah. featured spectrophilia, as did the movie It Follows, which I think is quite recent. Mm-hmm. And in a PG version, so we kind of like dumbing it down for the kids, the movie Casper shows Christina Ricci kissing the ghost star. And um, there's a scene in Ghostbusters where the yes. ghost undoes um, Ray's pants. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, that, I was actually going to put that in. I don't know why I didn't because our whole show is based around Ghostbusters. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't want to put that in. But now I'm like, it's too obvious. This is a freaking <laughs> theme. Anyway. <laughs> okay, this is another celebrity. Turns out there's quite a few. Paranormal 2 actress Natasha Blasik. Paranormal 2, is that a film? I'm guessing I'm guessing it was meant to be Paranormal Activity, but in the article it was just Paranormal 2. Okay, let's pre- let's presume it's Paranormal Activity yeah. 2. Okay. Paranormal Activity 2 actress Natasha Blasik also shared her experience on the British talk show This Morning once again. It looks like all the spectrophilia fanatics yeah, go th- to This Morning. This Morning is not you're at the place where you go for hard-hitting news. It's just not. No, but unfortunately, I think a lot of people would listen to it and be like, wow. Yeah, this is It must be true. I legit. saw it on TV. It must yeah, be true. this is true. And this is a quote from Natasha. <laughs> I could feel the weight of a body on top of me and I couldn't see anybody but I could feel the energy and I could feel the warmth and at first I was very confused with all that but then I just decided to relax and um it was really really pleasurable (laughs) they always end it weird (laughs) one woman this is another case she's not a celebrity one woman claims my new ghost lover is really special wise stable and kind I'm not 100% sure if it's a male or a female, but I have found true love. We met when I went on a trip to Australia earlier this year. Spirits usually remain in one place, but I am delighted this one followed me back to the UK. I was happy and excited. So excited, in fact, we headed to the plane and I am now a member of the Mile High Club! (laughs) Exclamation mark. So, I, 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 would that fall under the umbrella pansexual? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, this is the thing. You wouldn't have to sneak off to the toilet in the plane if you're having sex with a ghost. You could literally do it in the seat. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean... <laughs> yeah, but, but she didn't actually say it was in the toilet. Um. Yeah, true. True, true, true. But I don't think it has to be in the toilet to be in the mile hole club. Well, for humans it does. Yeah, but... Unless it's, like, really empty in the back of the jet and it's, like, 3 a.m. or something. Yeah. I've heard stories of people doing that. Really? Yeah, like, you know when you, like, book out whole seats or, like, you get moved to the back if it's, like, a dead plane? Mm. And there's just... And at night, no one, like, really walks around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking from experience. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... This is a further quote from our mystery woman. I know it sounds crazy, but I've been looking into having a ghost baby and I don't think it's totally out of the question. I believe phantom pregnancies where a woman experiences pregnancy symptoms when there is no fetus is actually a ghost ghost baby. baby. Oh my God. Yeah. But that doesn't that mean that it would never actually, actually eventuate into a baby. It's a phantom pregnancy. Well, that's what it phantom pregnancy is. Yeah. There is no birth. Yeah. Sometimes it's gas. Sometimes it's like a, a tumor. Like a, yeah. Mental illness. Like there's, it's not a ghost baby. It's mm. not a ghost. It's not a ghost baby. I don't subscribe to that theory. No. <laughs> <laughs> Check, please. Yeah. Unfriend. She continues. I was getting undressed for bed when I suddenly felt fingers fluttering their way down my spine and a soft whispering sound, but no words from behind in my right ear. It made me shudder all over, but in a really nice way. See, I just think that could just be gas. (laughs) I think she's taking everything a bit too literally. If there was a whispering sound in your ear, um, would that just make your hearing aid go... Um, yeah, it would make it kind of a bit robotic. Like, 
a lot of the time it just translates people their words into like this kind of like static robotic voice so if a ghost was trying to like hit on me i'd be like jesus is this the voice of god i wouldn't be like mm, hello sexy ghost no nah. yeah, yeah. One woman was quoted as saying in regard to telling her friend... Okay, I love this. Telling her friends about her love affairs with go- go- with goats. <laughs> <laughs> with ghosts. She says, When I told a couple of close friends about it, they looked at me as if I was mad, so I just laughed it off, said something about eating too much cheese, then kept quiet afterwards. I love that what? so much <laughs> it's so random <laughs> um so guys i think i had sex with a ghost last night um esther are you okay um, don't worry i just ate so much cheese <laughs> oh i get it <laughs> i get that all the time what a segue yeah like eating too much cheese. two very different things i mean i don't know how this lady's eating her cheese but Can i she mean come and hang out with us yeah, I'd be like, okay, hon, <laughs> I'm going to provide you a cheese platter and I want to see how you eat it, at least like which end you're eating it from. I mean, I don't know. So, guys, I mean, spectrophilia is both easy to dismiss and hard to prove, but one benefit of go sex is at least you can't catch STDs or can you get phantom STDs? That's a question. Uh, We're going to have to... Ask some um, ghosts. That. That's another question for a ghost. Ghost yeah. rules. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm, if you can get a phantom pregnancy, you'd think you might be able to get a phantom wart. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yikes. Well, that's my, that's my spectrophilia. Um, I think you have some questions for me because I'm now well, a professor of spectrophilia. Professor Esther. Mm-hmm. Um, so how? So is there a possibility that any of these spectres could be the infamous incubus or succubus? Oh yes, I yes. Um, I was actually going to bring up incubus and succubus, right. which I only just found out that. I think the incubus is the male and the succubus is the female equivalent. Yeah. 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 Um. A lot of the time, yeah, it's also comes on the sleep paralysis. Um, I do believe that a lot of the cases where, um, it, like I mentioned earlier, that there's forced sexual intercourse, um, that would probably most likely fall under sleep paralysis as well as potentially the incubus and succubus. Um, okay. But, I mean, there's that, you hear about those horrifying stories of people that, were assaulted yeah yeah Uh, but i think these are more consensual these are more just like ladies just who are going through something in their life and they've just gotten out of like a lot of them have just broken up from their partners so they're really kind of so and then they find ghosts like majority have just split up with their fiancés and their husbands get a haircut (laughs) some people yeah get a tattoo Others (laughs) Others <laughs> get engaged to ghosts. I mean, yeah. Look, wow. look. The world is overpopulated. If you want to get into a relationship with a ghost and have no kids, awesome. Be my guest. Do it. You you'll save a lot of money on food, True. and um, and and gas and stuff. So go for it. Yeah, it's great. But um, yeah. Do you have any more questions for me? No, but I did meet a man who believed that he was attacked by a succubus. Mm, uh, yeah, I've met... We actually have a mutual friend, and I'm not going to name her on air, but she told me that she had lots of um, instances of having um, sexual encounters with a ghost in her house. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So maybe we'll get her in. We can like make her voice really deep. Yeah, we can get one of those, like, voice-changing um, <laughs> things like they have on A Current Affair. Yeah, she could sound like a criminal. <laughs> Hello, I had sex. <laughs> yeah. no. I know, it, it sounds like kind of like... It's horrible. It's, ho- it's so unflattering. Know, I'd rather weird, people just hear my horrible voice as it is without, like, being nasally and, like, this horrible, deep... You can still kind of tell, like, you know how you're close to someone and you can, like, hear the lilts mm-hmm. in their voice the and stuff? The inflection. Yeah. 
like if I made your voice quite deep, I reckon I'd be like, yeah, that's how Gemma reads. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> there's no, there's no uh, getting away. So from you're it. the one who pooed on the bonnet of my car. <laughs> I know that voice. You're the one who said that they were gonna uh, build me a pagola and then did a runner. <laughs> pagola. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, um, that's our stories. Yeah, I was gonna contribute something else to that story, but I completely forgot what it was. Um, oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So like, people who come forward with these like crazy stories of like, I'm dating a ghost, I'm really happy now, blah 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 blah. Like, I don't feel as if it's the type of thing that people would come out with for attention. Because what the hell are they getting out of it? Oh, total attention, one hundred percent attention. A crap attention. She got. A, a she got an. In- Amethyst got an interview on. A TV show. But it's... It doesn't matter. Now, like, we're in Australia. We're on the peninsula talking about Amethyst Realm. Well, that's true. That's attention. Okay, like, yeah, that's true. There's some... Chi- you heard... Did you hear about the chick a few... Oh, I think it was last year she got married to a ghost pirate? Yeah, uh, yeah I think. Yeah. And like, didn't they get a divorce? Yeah, they got divorced. But um, that stuff floats around all the time. And, like, that is permanently on the internet. She's probably don't... at home in her unit being like... Yes, 2018 was such a good year for me. I, I was in the local newspaper. I got interviewed on my local new- radio station. That's presuming that she made it up. If, and But uh, I suppose if it was real and she's just kind of like spreading awareness, you too can date a ghost. It's okay. There, there are actual websites online where it's like how to summon a ghost so you can get in a relationship with it. That's a dangerous practice. Oh, 100%. I was reading an article and this woman that actually wrote the article, um, she had to enter her email address and her name. And then she's like, oh, God, it's leading me to some dark web site, yes. you know. And it, and she's like, you know, if I have to pay for it, I'm not going to go through. But it was free. Um, and it was literally like seven steps to summoning a spirit that you can have a relationship with. And there was the, uh, some guy like that had written out a full-length seven-step guide. Like a spell? No, I think it was... Maybe it was like a... um, What is it? Magic. It's like this... Ah, Jesus. I don't know what you're on about. No, but there's like... There's like rituals that you can do to, to bring things into your life. Not so much like a Ouija board, but like you... You can, um... So it is like a spell... Kind Not so like- much a spell, it's... Uh, God damn, that'll be housekeeping for next week. Okay, so so a series of things that you can do. Yeah, like ritualistic a- things to get yourself a, 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 a ghosty girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Routine magic, I think. I can't remember. We'll get back to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for that. Is that, that your question? I can't even remember your question. Well, I just was kind of... It wasn't really a question. It was kind of like, you know, are these people trying to look for attention... Oh, yeah, totally. ...by going on trashy TV yes. and trashy newspapers? Or are they just literally, honestly trying to spread awareness about this lifestyle choice? Well, look, I don't know. Um, I know that if I was in a relationship with a ghost, I probably wouldn't preach it to the world. I'd keep it quite private yeah like i wouldn't contact the morning show you know go have carrie ann kennedy or whatever her face and Mm. lecture me on tv about my choices yeah anyway anyway something to think about and i'm gonna be on that google tonight you're gonna find some weird stuff um you have to you actually have to google sex and relationships with ghosts because if you just wrote right um, ghosting in relationships, you're just going to get... Just my boyfriend yeah. ghosted me on what text message and he, I've seen... He's seen my message but hasn't replied. Mm, that was yep, me for hours. Yep. I'm like, this doesn't sound spooky. Yes. Yes. There's a difference between having a relationship with a ghost and getting ghosted <laughs> in a relationship. <laughs> yes. yes. Imagine being ghosted by a ghost. Well, we talked about that last week. That's what happened with Patty's ghost. Oh, yeah. Ghost. yeah. She with got crying Brian. With crying Brian. Yeah. Lol. Um, so, guys, thanks for listening in. Um, please subscribe to iTunes and give us a rating. Like, I'm just copying what other podcasts say. 
because I we can't actually at the moment Gemma and I can't see the views on <laughs> yeah. on iTunes but it's nice to like open up our phone and be like oh my god someone's left a really cute review yeah awesome yeah and also we would love to read out any listeners uh ghost experiences or conspiracy theories any any if Um, you're if you if your dad's a serial killer if you know about it anything if you're having sex with a ghost Mm -hmm. if you've got a haunted toaster if you found a horse's head on the beach if oh that that is my family story i know know. so i could just write in (laughs) yeah um (laughs) if you have furbies at home if they're haunted furbies yeah if Ivan Malat's your grandpa. I was going to say, if your name's Malat. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Anything. Because we want to do an episode where we just read your stories out. Yeah. It can be, be anonymous. So cool. it, you can give your name. Just just do us a favor and write us. Yeah. Majority of you have us on social media. So just yep. send us a message, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Esther. Thanks, Gemma. Thanks, Chris, producer. <laughs> she looks like Thanks, us. RPP FM. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh my god, the building's gonna break down. <laughs> Don't it's worry. It's the ghost. It's a sexy ghost. <laughs>